This episode of EM Weekly has been archived. The ideas presented by the former host of EM Weekly may not reflect or represent the values of the Readiness Lab and the Doberman Emergency Management Group. Out of respect for the guests who contributed to this episode, it remains available online. EM Weekly starting right now, bringing emergency managers from around the world together to learn, share, and collaborate. Good morning, good morning, good morning, or good afternoon, depending on where you are at in this fine nation. And today we're talking about public-private partnerships. I have to say that slow because that's like a really tongue twister. But before we get into it, let's bring Dan onto the show. Dan. Hey, good morning. <laughs> How's it going, my friend? It's going good, man. How was your uh, Thanksgiving? I didn't see you last week because of uh, vacation or whatnot. How are things going? Thanksgiving was quiet. We we didn't do much. We didn't travel. We didn't have. We didn't go see family. Family didn't come see us. It was literally just just us uh, in the house. So it was it was nice and quiet. And and uh, yeah, we just kind of just vegged out a little bit, which was great. It was uh, well deserved on my part. Yeah, no kidding. I think that's what we all sort of need. Oh man. So hey, we're gonna talk about private part. Private. See, I can't even say private public partnerships. P three. Uh, I know it's kind of like a big thing, but you know, I was, th- I was thinking about this last night when I knew we're gonna be, we're gonna bring Jackie on here in a second. But when I knew we were bringing Jackie on, and I was thinking about we we've probably been really doing private public partnerships forever, right? I mean, I don't think this is anything that's like super, you know, new. I know you know when I we you know we think things are great and new, and you know, like say last 10, 15 years or whatever. But I mean, I was thinking back to the railroads, all sort of kind of stuff. It's always sort of been that way, hasn't it? Well, I mean, it's always been around, but it always, it not necessarily always been pursued. Uh, and then uh, you have the, even though it may be in conjunction, they have, it's been around and you have, you've had it going on. Not everybody knew what was going on mm. and know what they were, you know, ultimately now it's, it's more, it's more the outreach. Uh, and um, as I've said multiple times, and you're probably going to get tired of me hearing me say it, it's letting others know what it is, why it's important, how they can help. Uh, and, and what's available to them, what resources in, uh, and that's why I'm glad that we're having the show today. Well, you know what, Jackie, why don't you come on in? So we got Jackie Coach Tomeo here. So she is an expert here in the private-public partnerships. She's uh, put a lot of work into it. And so when Jackie said she wanted to talk to me about this, I was like, heck yeah. Plus I like her. So there's that too. Jackie, welcome to Ian Weekly. Hi, Dan and Todd. Thank you for inviting me and talking about uh, P3, because I can't do it either. <laughs> it's a very so, difficult phrase. Before we get into P3, and it's actually sort of a public-private partnership. Oh, I said that right. Um, you have something coming up uh, pretty shortly here, starting January, I think, right? It's a podcast right. as well. Yes. Huh? So, uh IAEM Region 9 will be having their own podcast right here at, well, not right here with EM Weekly, but right here on the Stitch Network or radio. And it will be that your co-directors of public affairs, so myself and Isamar Garcia, um, and we are going to bring to you every topic that you need um, in regards to Region 9 IAEM. So anything from... uh, P3, if it's a part of it, to health. And we're just going to highlight and showcase uh, the region and bringing more tools to our tool belt so we could be uh, really ready as emergency managers. So we're looking forward to it. So thank you for letting me put that on the air. 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it too. So I'm excited that you are, are taking on that role and uh, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun and it's going to be a good, great way to uh, communicate with everybody. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about P3. How, how did you get involved with with looking at the private-public partnerships? Well, I got involved even before becoming an emergency manager in my, I call it my past life, when I was a recreation professional with the City of Los Angeles Recreation and Parks. And during the time, it was the recession about 2008, um, we were noticing that we can't do programming um, as usual. And it was always about the whole community report re approach, right? We have to work with our neighbors, uh, other parks, other people, and just noticing that um, not only working with private uh, sorry, public relationships, like with your council offices and mayors was imperative, but the community also included the small businesses, the churches, uh, the local AYSO, uh, different groups, even those civilians. So that relationship started um, building within that career. And then when I became part of the Mass Care um, Coalition for the City of LA, it really came handy when it comes to sheltering and evacs and doing LACs. And knowing that you as a city or you as an entity can't do it alone. And I say this because the city of Los Angeles itself is a 4.6 million population. Um, and making sure to do that, it's you, you can't rely on the city and its entities alone. So, and a lot of people, honestly, a lot of business owners, a lot of uh, CEOs, a lot of pastors, whoever is in the lead of our uh, partnerships, they want to help. They want to help their Angelinos. So from there, when I went in, I started working with the Business Operations Center uh, for LA City um, and really developed that program, especially during COVID, which got hit hard. And now in my new role um, in judicial emergency management, take that one. <laughs> um, we do have, we don't call it P P P3 per se, we call it judicial partners, same exact concept, for, but for a different type of emergency management. So my role has always been fostering and creating those leads um, to really help mitigate and recover uh, from uh, disasters or emergencies, but also at time of response and doing the communication. And we found it's imperative because uh, they're your eyes and ears as, as, long, as well as your soldiers during the time. Yeah. When it, I mean, when it comes to emergency management in general, I mean, and I'm going to apply it to emergency management, even though it, it could be applied in, in so many different realms. But and I want to use my words um, uh, uh, very deliberately here. When when it comes to public partner uh, relationship and building those, the, the collaboration, uh, what I find anyway is that uh, it, that um, the jurisdiction or the organization or whatever it is that we're that we're going with don't capitalize on the resources that are available to them. I mean, it, we, we, we train this with emergency management with ICS, right? When you're, when you're doing something, your organization, uh, you with someone, when you put somebody in logistics, you, you don't want to take somebody uh, from another, someone that doesn't do logistics, right? You want to put them, someone who, who does logistics and put them in logistics. You want someone in operation, put them in operation. So, if, so when it comes to uh, public partner um, relationships and building that up, we don't find a lot of uh, those jurisdictions that capitalize on the skills that are out in the in the jurisdiction or the organization. It could be a simple organizational structure, 
So with your experience, how do you feel that uh, public partner relationships would build on not only the jurisdiction, but the profession? Don't, don't forget to add the private in there, Dan. The, <laughs> the P3. P3. Uh, so I think um, how we capitalize is many times we think, you know, our VOAD, we're very strong with VOADs, that our VOAD is our P3. And I want to say this uh, with a lot of respect because they are amazing. And yes, they're part of the relationship. But when we talk about P3, it's really the industry people, right? Like we're, when we're talking about is like our um, uh, large companies, small business, chamber, veterinarians, if, if that's something that's around um, in your area. And I think what it is, is the fact that we understand it. We put it kind of like a liaison approach when we talk about the ICS system. Um, but it's more so moreover to really develop it into its own system and having a dedicated EM professional um, overseeing the growth of it. So it's not only during the response, not when you're converting it into an emergency, but really fostering that. Start with your chamber. I think that was that's one of the bigger areas because they know what's going on. And start with your, if you're in a, even a small town, because I know everybody's like, oh, I can't do this. I'm not a big city or EM. No, in your small towns um, and your small jurisdictions, this is, it's easy because it's that uh, neighborhood uh, grassroots program with certain organizations. Um, so plan it out as if you are doing an annex to something else. Have a con ops, have a, a con what is your concept of operation when it comes to the PP3? It is not something like, hi, I'm Jackie. I want to work with you. Great, Jackie. I want to work with you too, but how can we work? Oh. I didn't get that far. Let me get them back to you. No, it's really like, this is what we want to do, you know, um, build that. And in EM, it's really hard because we are always thinking, well, we know this is imperative, but how do we build it in, um, into our plans? And you build it in because there's your stakeholders. They're part of your, your jurisdiction, whether it's your hospital or a city, um, or or meta or amazon there it doesn't matter it's a reciprocal because at the end of the day we're all in the same ship trying to navigate these waters during the emergency and in blue sky days as we say it that's when we start this planning not when something hits so if, so dan in a redundant way is plan for it as if it's part of your eop Make sure it's it's part of your annex. It's part of who, what you do. Um, a lot of us are stretched thin right now, and I understand it's a, an extra load. But in my past experience in these last two years, if it wasn't for the P3, um, things could have been a little different or a little tougher for our, our jurisdictions. And I'm and experiencing it both in judicial and local city. Um, so I'm very mm -hmm. grateful for the relationships that we've had. So Meta, uh, artists formerly known as Facebook, you know, uh, <laughs> they uh, they're out there doing their thing, and it, it's 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 you know, if you take a look at communication specifically, and that's why I kind of brought the Meta thing, is we have always had to partner with um, a private business, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's 
AT&T or Verizon or when at massification systems like I do over Titan HST, you know, we we have to work with these organizations because I mean, iPaws, a great government uh, you know concept with WIA, but they also need to have a delivery device and that's when you bring in those those uh, private partners uh to do that stuff. So, yeah, I think it's critical to to be looking at um um at those partnerships. And the other thing too is I don't know why, but the press as of late has kind of made it sound like you know having that private public partnership is kind of like dirty, right? Like a scammy right. or whatever. But it, it isn't, right? Because you're you're right. It isn't just the big businesses, you know, it's not the federal government, you know, having contracts with Raytheon, for instance, which is a huge contract for them you know, building satellites and whatever else they're doing, but it's also, you know, local government having contracts with, you know, Dan's sub shop down the street to make sandwiches during, during uh, disasters. You know, um, Brian, Brian's producer, Brian and I um, were going to lunch one day during the uh, wildland fires that we had in Irvine. And one of the local businesses that were there was closed to other business because you look inside there, they're there, they're working their butt off. They're creating box lunches um to send out to all all the uh, people that were working you yeah. know and, and they they just shut their doors to regular walk-in business because that's how busy they were so I, I i think when we take a look at that concept of the private public partnership p3 um it's not just those big companies right it's right. also mom and pop shops um uh in your neighborhood so you're right even if you are in a small town there are people who you can partner with um to to, to do things dan what do you think of that Oh, I 100% agree. But, you know, that leads to another comment that I wanted to make and more of an, a, um, a question uh, on how we can fix it is, you know, you mentioned the blue sky uh, analogy and you got the blue sky, gray sky. And what I find, though, is that a lot of those those uh, relationships or um, or partnerships are formed during gray sky yeah. and they don't continue in blue sky to lead to the next gray sky. Right. Yep. So it's li literally. And we, we, and we talk about this a lot, you know, we, how, we, how we go from disaster to disaster or emergency to emergency or crisis to crisis, depending on your evaluation of the situation. And we're not necessarily, um, uh, the, well, the, the consistency uh, is not there when it comes to our partnerships, right? So Absolutely. how do we, and this, so that leads me to the, the question on your, and this could be opinionated really, on how do we build in that consistency uh, so that when we're not in gray sky, we are making in the blue sky, we are building stronger for the next gray sky. Right. I think it's more like kind of the team building approach that you use during the blue sky sky. Cause you're right. There were some people that I never considered as partners until gray sky gets hit. And you're like, Oh my, you, you should have been here when we were planning, you know, trying to lift this up. Or if you're like planning a business operation center, that's a huge blue sky uh, uh, concept that we could go into more in a moment. But while we're building that, bring them in, do like an advisory board with people who, uh, who represent the sectors and keep them involved. Like, Always, when you're you're re-looking at your concepts of your P3, have them at the table, have some fun with the social media and and um, doing uh, workshops uh, with them throughout the uh, blue sky. So there's a group that is really great that I've been had a pleasure to work with, it, and it's a free group. 
is Outsmart Disaster. And they worked with our agency in providing um, tips about business resiliency and nonprofit resiliency and all of it that hit the sectors. And you work with that because you're maintaining that relationship. So as you are kind of quote unquote taking sometimes during the response, during Blue Sky Day, you're giving to help them because if you need them as we need our EMs during a response, we have to make sure we're all prepared, right? I don't want to go back to that concept, but we're always prepared. So we need to make sure our, our small businesses are resilient, our leaders in the community are resilient in having those uh, avenues, whether it's from a non, another nonprofit or ourselves, and continue that interaction and really build. It doesn't have to be every day. It doesn't have to be every week. But at least like maybe a monthly check-in with a quick newsletter or um, social media interaction, or like I said, a um, couple of uh, fun trainings that brings the P3s together and that build that networking and development because they're going to tell you what resources they have and how you can interact with, even within them. Because who knows, maybe the small business that's down the street or the chamber has resources that... Um, that uh, consumer affairs had no clue Brilliant. and vice versa. And those connections is what EM is all about. We are the glue of public safety. We are the connectors. And that's what we're about is connecting the dots for people. Um, so I think that's it. Just continue interaction during Blue Sky Days that develops the resiliency of the business um, organization. I think Robichard just brings up the idea that it's not only developing private-public partnerships, but also private-private partnerships. Yes. And so she says the example is the ice is a boutique ice cream store uh, developing a partnership with a restaurant in another part of town that if the power goes out, the ice cream store can be the restaurant's freezer. And that's a really good point, you know, um, of, of developing that and building those relationships. And I think you're right about EMB and the glue. Hey, we got to take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, let's discuss more about this private-private uh, partnership and, and how emergency management can facilitate it. Hey, everybody. I know that uh, things are going really fast. We're in the holiday season here. and But we do have a couple of great things coming up uh, next week. Uh, we have a special um, episode coming out on Wednesday of next week. And it is my interview with FEMA Administrator Quizwell. Um, it was a great conversation. I'm excited to share this with you. So it's going to be live or we're going to broadcast it on December 12th, uh, same time. Uh, so hopefully, uh, or December 15th, I mean, um, same time. So hopefully that you guys can uh, uh, be there for that and, and share that. And, and uh, it's going to be, I think you guys are going to love it. Also next week, on the 16th, we have a special um, urban search and rescue episode that we're going to be doing. Uh, and Joe Hernandez, he actually was on the pile um, at the collapse um, in, in well, a bunch of different collapses for that matter, but the big one with the condominium co collapse over in Miami. And so I think that's going to be a great conversation as well. And then also on the 16th, we have our webinar uh, with Disaster Tech. And Disaster Tech, <coughs> excuse me, Disaster Tech's going to be talking about their Voltron. And uh, Dan, come come in for a second. What's up? We're going to have the the webinar next week, and we're going to be playing. We're going to be able to get to, to take a deeper look at Voltron. Is it worth going to that webinar? You, you don't want to miss it. I mean, the the see this the see this thing in action. I mean, if you're, I mean, 
as an emergency manager, this is like the game. If you're if you're a gamer in any way, even if you're not, uh, gamification is definitely going to change emergency management and how we prepare. And knowing what we can do with Voltron uh, is going to change how we prepare, how we train, how we exercise our plans, how we potentially even write our plans, uh, and, and doing so in a way that that keeps the engagement. That's the big hardest part we find, right? Is keeping people engaged, keeping people wanting to do it. It, it, with gamification, it allows you to it allows you to uh, broach a new a new arena for training, and it's definitely going to be something you don't want to miss. I have never been so like impressed with a training software program. That's just a training software so you can use it. Th this program, I, I'm just like blown away by it. It's a conjecture between disaster. Yeah, when I saw when I saw it, actually, I was like, it was, I got you. It's one of those things you don't get excited. <laughs> very much about something that's like going to help you do your job better. Right. And this, this is something you got, I got excited about. I was like, this is definitely, it helped me do my job better, but, but it's I, more for the, you know, how we can, how we engage not only our community, but our organization. Right. And, right. and I think it's, it, it's, you don't get excited much when it comes to emergency management. Right. Another thing, well, no, this is going to, this is cool. <laughs> I sent Sean Griffin, the CEO of Disaster Attack, an email the other day saying, how can I get more involved in this? Because I'm just like such a, I'm so nerdy about this, but we're talking way too much about Voltron. It's, <laughs> you got to come on the 16th and be part of this webinar because uh, you're going to be bummed out if you don't come. All right. I will also have the the, uh, the login information or the, the ability to sign up in there. Also, you can always check us out at the EM Weekly on LinkedIn or on Facebook to get more information on how to uh, register for that webinar. Uh, let's bring Jackie back in. Oh my God. As a gamer, I am so <laughs> Yeah, you got to be there. Jack, you're going to love it. it. It's a system. It's, it blew my mind when we were taking a look at it. At the, uh, it's like one of those things you go to this presentation, you're like, okay, I'm going to the presentation because, you know, it's kind of cool. And obviously, you go there, you're like, holy smoke, why, why didn't I know about this earlier? This is just amazing. <laughs> <clears throat> so, how, how do you really like when you're looking at making that first step? into doing that private public partnership or any partnerships for that matter. What do you, what's your suggestion to the guy, you know, the emergency manager who is so used to sitting in the closet, typing freaking away um, at uh, you know, at the keyboard writing plans or whatever they do all day long. Right. And the, and they go, Oh, I have to go out and talk to people. Like what's the best approach, the best practice to approach say like the chamber of commerce to start building those relationships. Definitely. I would say start small start small and and work your way up so if you are in a jurisdiction or when you're running your plans you're working with other agencies immediately whether it's your you know municipal water your gas you're starting there because it's as as mentioned we do private private but it's also public public right start there and start easily because you're still working within your own village you're you're learning how to network a little bit more you're able to um you know, kind of if you stumble a little bit because you're new into um, developing relationships, it's easier there because it'll help pick you up a little bit more. Um, and then start going into uh, uh, more of your, um, when you're going to departments, go into more of that public-facing departments. Because those public-facing departments, like your parks and recreation, or even law, if they have a community police advisory board, or your LAFD cert, they have connections they start knowing so you could go into there and present at meetings talk to meetings let them know who you are not necessarily having to be 
the pro or knocking on the door um, kind of a, approach. Uh, some of the organizations and private public um, will then open the door and you could speak to the chamber. So with the chamber, they do have a liaison for uh, government. For government, they have liaisons, but they also have liaisons for any private industry who wants to come in and try to get your seat at the table, not necessarily to speak, but just to listen. And before you even start the whole entire approach, no, do a needs assessment of your agency and know what you're looking for. You don't want to go to every uh, entity, every group, um, not because you're being um, rude, but because you need to really know what what's it's like your thyra. What's your thyra of um, of your agency? What you're you're assessing your risks, right? But when you're assessing those risks what needs are there and what do you have available and what do you need to get? And that's how, you know, you kind of start picking and it just, just naturally, it just naturally flows. It just keeps going. So I do not recommend you right now, unless you have the connection beating down, you know, uh, smart and final or something immediately, unless you have your game plan prepared and you feel confident enough, in yourself because sometimes it, it is a little bit of a confidence but it's not hard at all um just to go out there and cold calls during gray sky can sometimes work because the need is there but when you're doing it in blue sky day just really be prepared in and the game plan and that reciprocal agreement between the privates the publics and then public public private private and your nonprofits. I mean, I like I like your 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 assertion that you start start small. I mean, ultimately, starting small is, is a good place and to um, uh, to kind of quote Simon Sinek, you know, start small, but start now. I mean, yeah. don't you don't wait until you get ready and you do do all this long start. Just start, start. Uh, yeah. by you might make things happen. And and uh, and you made a comment there too, and so did Todd about the the emergency manager that's sitting in their office just typing away at their key. A real emergency manager does not sit in their office all day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so what's your what's your uh, encouragement or even advice for the emergency manager who currently sits in their office to actually take that small step to get outside their comfort zone and start engaging? This is going to sound funny to you. I will say start with an association that is relatable to emergency management or public safety weird right like you're like but that's my field i know people but they know people and then their people know people so if your county is has like an emergency management association within your county there's a few that's up here um in northern california that has it start there because those connections will start if you are behind your tape your desk and not on zoom calls like this or with your counties uh, you're missing the beat. You're missing opportunity. You're missing mitigation opportunities. That's what it is. You're missing that. Um, so you can start there with your go into a VOAD. That's it. It's just experience about talking to people and getting them and starting that ball rolling um, because they know and it's that little web that comes through. So for the emergency manager who has the deadline to create or are create a plan or to revisit their um, their uh, earthquake annex or whatnot, take an hour once a month and go to an association telling you it will build that relationship. 
um, CISA in California or your state associations and anywhere, they are great too. Um, and get to know your Cal OES liaison or your state um, OES liaison for uh, private public. They're a huge asset. They will steer you. Um, big shout out to ours in California, Abby Browning. Thank you. Uh, it's, 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 it's a relationship that just naturally progresses, but it's because you started small within your, your associations, right. within your BOAD, within your CERT. Don't forget CERT because CERT does have. Oh, benefits. CERT's amazing. They do. We actually, I actually had a CERT member when, when I was um, at a local jurisdiction and she owned uh, Baskin Robbins and she owned two Baskin Robbins. And um, we had this, uh, it was a, a, an event that, was a, that were in the EOC from like, you know, zero dark 30, literally. I think we started at like 12 a.m. Um, and uh, worked, it was a 24 hour uh, event type thing that occurred. And she showed up with these, just out of the blue, she shows up with these um, frozen coffee drinks for the entire EOC that didn't ask for it. You know, she's one of our cert volunteers. And it was like one of those things, like everybody was just like, whoa, even, even, even if like people that weren't even interested in drinking the, the stuff, they're just so impressed. The fact that here comes somebody from out of their own pocket, didn't, you know, didn't ask for anything, you know, brought these things. And it's just like, you know, having, having that relationship um, where during the other blue sky days, if you will, mm -hmm. that she was one of our teammates and, and she, you know, stepped up so those st people will step up that's the one thing that i think yeah. about when we when we look at the disasters and the events that we've gone through people step up and you know we have to realize that it's always great to have that relationship beforehand um again eileen pops in with the idea of going and talking to the chamber of commerce but mm -hmm. one of the things that, that i did is i i was when i was at local at the local jurisdiction um, I joined the local uh, Lions Club because that was like the big club in our in our city. So yeah. I became a line. Um, I I spoke at the Rotary, spoke at the Kiwanis, um, went to those all those uh, rubber chicken dinners. You know those things to to talk to people to say, hey, look at we're part of the you guys are part of the community. We're part of you, right? Yeah. Um, and awesome. and really being involved <clears throat> and really being involved with with the with the community. And I think that's the key, right? Is that as emergency managers, as Dan was saying. A real emergency manager doesn't stay in their office. Get out there and really be involved with the community and be an asset for the community more than just uh, writing plans. Absolutely. <laughs> and what's more important is many of our own community members do not know emergency management exists. They don't understand that. It, 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 it's a sad truth. We know exist. You know, I mean, hello, FEMA. Right. <laughs> but, but our jurisdictions, even our private sector has different titles for emergency management with things that we do. So if we do ask to present, I would say our first presentation should always be, you know, hi, I'm Jackie Cochitamayo, emergency service corner, emergency manager, whatever for such and such jurisdiction. And I want to share to you and present how emergency management works in with you guys and make it about your association because many people think of disaster response, just fire and law. Right, and right. then and then if it's any civilian, it's your your you know, city administration, your mayor, your governor, whatnot. And really bring in and hone in what emergency management is in that area, in that local jurisdiction, 
and under make them understand you're the connectors, you're the coordinators, you're the you're the the glue. I always will say this, guys. So please forgive me if I keep repeating that we are the glue for the incident and the response and help with the preparation. And we try to mitigate these factors. Explain those things to them, and then they'll like, oh, and that and I'll tell you that's what we did with the the chamber of commerce and explain what we really do. Um, and that's how we started our relationship because we did put our foot in the door, but saying we have an emergency management program, let me tell you what it's about. And then we went from there. Absolutely. And, and it's fascinating to tell you in both large cities and smaller cities that most people don't know what it is. They think it's a part of the fire service or part of yeah. the law because, you know, a, a historic tradition, it's nothing wrong with knowing what you know. Um, but they don't realize that there's emergency management, but either within those services or its own department and office. So start with what you know and what you do and it will, and it will flourish, but don't just think you present it and that's end game. There is follow-up and there is relationship uh, development. Just because you did your presentation, you, it doesn't mean you can just leave and be like, peace out. I'll call you when we need you. You just can't do that guys. Sorry. I just got a quick comment on that, then I'll turn it over because we're gonna, we're coming to coming to the end. But I have a quick comment on that uh, for emergency managers out there. You know me, I, you know, being an experienced emergency manager with you know at the time, I had ten years under my belt when I as an emergency manager, and I went into an organization. And even within fire and PD, there are there are uh, uh, misconceptions and complete. Uh, they don't know what it is. So until you actually let them know what it is, how they can help, how they can get involved, what they can do to contribute. And they want to get involved when they find out what it is. And mm -hmm. You don't, I mean, they really do, but they don't necessarily have a com complete understanding. So even if you, as an emergency manager, a professional emergency manager sitting there in, a, in an organization, your counterparts, your people you work with, your, they may not know what it is you do, how they can contribute by just letting them know what it is you do and how they can contribute. You just gained an ally. You gained a yeah, partner. Yeah. And yeah. So, so step up in that realm too. Don't just look outside of your organization. Look inside your organization as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Because they'll Everybody, know you speak we, the same language. Because yeah. they'll know you speak the same language. Yeah. Well, Jack, it's been great having you on today. Uh, we got to get going here. We're at the hard stop. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll stick stick around. We'll, we'll talk in a minute, but uh, we, we got to get wrapping up here. Dan, it's always a pleasure seeing you. Um, looking forward to, to more of this. And hey, everybody else. Hey, thank you so much for spending time with us today um, at, at with here at EM Weekly. Uh, and and Today you can see that I have my my navy hat on, and there's a couple of reasons why I have it on there. Uh, but this was the 80th anniversary of of, of December 7th, right? Pearl Harbor Day, uh, 80 years ago uh, was it's an amazing thing. So please remember Pearl Harbor Day uh, this week and uh, the veterans that are still alive for Pearl that that served that day. Everybody else, thank you so much for your time today, spending time with us, and as always, stay safe, and stay hydrated. <laughs>